Welcome to the Grace Vineyard Podcast, where we are building growing communities of worshipers who are becoming like Christ, empowered to do His work. We hope you enjoy this message. This is, can you guess which one's Steve and Lisa? This one's Steve. This one's Lisa. Lisa dances much better. And Lisa is our youth pastor and just killing it, loving our youth on Wednesday nights. We could always use more assistance, by the way. Sometimes there's, I don't know, a lot of kids. A lot of kids that don't go to our church but are from the neighborhood. A lot of kids from difficult situations that they are loving. Steve is my right-hand man around here, just helps me with absolutely everything, kind of behind the scenes. And they... um, they were able to fulfill a long-running vision. We actually start fulfilling a long-running vision. Some time ago, maybe almost two years ago, the leadership for missions began praying about joining with a partnership with Vineyard Missions. We're part of an association of churches of about 600 churches in the United States, about 3,000 churches worldwide that does missions work, and they do it with partnerships. So there's a church in Phoenix, the North Phoenix Vineyard, that's been working in Honduras with some church plants there that are vineyard church plants. So we go and support the churches. We prayed about joining a partnership, and we prayed about which ones. And we looked at lots of countries. We prayed for a long time. We presented this to you last November, and we joined with Vineyard Missions Honduras. And then the goal was that we would join a missions trip, which will start happening at least annually, if not twice a year. Um, Steve and Lisa were the, the first ones to go. They're going to tell us today some of the stories of what they experienced on that mission trip. Part of it I want you to hear is you can go too. Okay, so you, some of you that are listening today might go next time. And also they're going to tie it together with just some talk about the power of relationships. So this is Steve and Lisa Rogers. Lord, we, would you bless them as they speak to us that um, we would be inspired, challenged, transformed, that your kingdom would come, your will be done. So speak through them and bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You should go that way. Are you turned on? Not yet. Okay. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Steve. This is my wife, Lisa. Oh, Elaine, hi. I didn't know you were here. Hi, Elaine. Welcome. <laughs> wow. So, um, God. That's so cool. <laughs> so many people are here. This is amazing. Um, I'm shocked and surprised. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, someone once told me it's a good idea when you address a group of people that first you tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell them what you, you plan on telling them, and then you tell them what you told them. So I'm going to tell you right now, we came here to talk about our trip to Honduras and explain that everything happens through the power of relationship. That's what this is all about, mm-hmm. is relationship. And so um, I'm going to start off by saying I can't really read my notes <laughs> because uh, I lost my glasses. And so I get to pull the really cool old guy thing and take them off constantly in order to see you. Um, I have readers, yeah. Um, I actually lost them the day after Ron asked me to do this, which was just a few days ago. <laughs> and so I'm so excited about that. And so um, before we went to Honduras, um, things were really uncertain about the trip because of the state, the world, and the country, and especially Honduras was in. 
Um, as we were getting closer to leaving, we found out that uh, they were shutting down again in Honduras. We weren't even sure if they would let us in the country. And um, uh, we prayed a lot. We had teams of people praying a lot. Um, and um, one thing that got in the way with, because of that was the planning of the trip. And so Jenny Hernandez, the, the leader of the trip from North Phoenix Vineyard, um, she planned all kinds of stuff, and I think she was hoping that some of it would actually happen. And um, all of it ended up happening. <laughs> and so God is good. It was a, a really uh, packed uh, trip. It was a lot of work, and um, we had a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we prayed a lot, and we really prayed that the team would learn to rely on God more. And... Um, that really worked out for us because we showed up not knowing what to expect, found out exactly what was going on like a couple of days before we left. And um, of course, none of it was what we expected because we had no idea what to expect, even though we were told. Um, I don't know if you know what that's like, but you don't, you don't understand what you're getting into until you actually see it with your own eyes. And so with that, um, it's on Lisa. So I'm just going to introduce or kind of show you the people here. This is the team that we took. So right straight in the middle is Jenny Hernandez. Um, Jenny Hernandez lives in Phoenix, and um, they just actually, her and her husband celebrated 11 years, so happy anniversary, Jenny and Josue. That was cool. Um, the, the lady next to her is Cindy. She is a special needs teacher. Um, the, ne the lady next to her is April and her husband is the one with the long beard, Josh, and they work at Chase Bank doing accounting stuff. J Josh actually counts money. And the guy in the back with the yellow shirt, that's Paul. Um, Paul, in his past, he was a comedian. So let me just tell you, okay, Paul was fun, yeah. right? Um, and then right next to Paul is Jim, and Jim, he works for North Phoenix Vineyard, and um, he's a facilitator at the church. And um, then, of course, there's... Oh, and then right, this guy here, close up, that's... Uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan, that's uh, Jenny's brother. So we built relationships with this team, you know, um, and it was amazing. We got to know, we shared testimonies with them, we... The first two days was about building relationships. It was about um, getting to know them. We ate food together, you know. We um, just talked, and, and it was wonderful. The, only, the one person that's not on this picture is Solomon, who um, was our driver, and he was also part of the team. And he drove us everywhere we wanted to, you know, we were supposed to go. So that was really, really amazing. Um, so that is, is the team, and every morning, every team member did a devotional in the morning after breakfast. And it just, it just brought us so much closer, and I think just sharing um, our testimonies and just sharing what God's doing um, in your life, and the reason why I kind of shared about their, like, their jobs or their careers is that anybody can go on a missions trip, right? Amen? Like, anybody can go. So we're just people who got together, and we planned this um, a few months prior. We Zoomed a couple times, you know, and even that, we, we thought we were going to do more Zooms, but, 
but you know, life happens and we, and, and we just made great friendships. So this was the team, and let me tell you, we are still connected with them, and it's amazing. So. Uh, you're up. So the next slide. So this, okay, so this is the second day we get there, right? We, we get all settled in, and the second day we get there, we go to the mall to exchange, you know, money, right? We need th their, their money, and we go there, and we're just hanging out, waiting for Jenny to get the money, and there's this, these three girls. They come running up to us, and they said, do you speak English? Do you speak English? And I guess we look like we spoke English, right? <laughs> Right, here we are, right, the team, we're just walking around, you know, and, and they say, you know, well, like, well, yeah, you know, and we start talking to them, and they're from uh, World Race Vision, which is an organization that, uh, you know, has, they, they, what they do is they go to, they try to go to four different countries in 12 months, and they raise about $20,000 a year. So we met these three girls, um, I even put, the, put their names down, um, Caitlin, um, Jessica and ooh, what's the other? Um, oh, Kate, Casey, Caitlin, and Chelsea. And we are still connected. I'm still connected with them. Um, one of the girls had was uh, she you know wanted us to pray for her because she was suffering from kidneys and they had been sleeping like in kidney the stone. kidney stones and she, they, she had been sleeping they had been sleeping in the dark for the last couple of days because the lights went out and so they were like really um, weary. And when they saw us, um, we were able to come as a team and pray for them and encourage them, and it was, and it was really, really cool. Um, so that was one of the first things that we did was, was meet them. Can I interject? Yes. So um, my hat's off to these young missionaries because they didn't do like us and for two weeks go stay in nice hotels and eat great food. Mm -hmm. um, what they did was for a year they're away from home. And they went to four different countries, or they were in the middle of all this. Most of them hadn't even raised all the money yet. So they're doing fundraising online anytime they can get near a Wi-Fi. And uh, yeah. they're eating what they could find. They're living way up in the mountains, and they're digging ditches and stuff for the villagers there. Yeah. It's amazing missions work. And let me say that they were just 23 and 24 years old. So if you're thinking that you can't do it, look at them. They're, they're pretty amazing. Um, all right, so... Then I think... Next picture. Next picture, yes. That's me? Yep. Okay, well, here... <laughs> sorry about that. Here, um, I could actually tell... Okay, so here we're in Central Square, Comiagua. And here we handed <clears throat> out uh, toys and candy, and um, we had a great, great time praying. Um, and we prayed for this little boy here that had um, a growth on his neck. And we just continued to pray for him and bless his mom. And it was, it was just um, a lot of relationship there that we built in just a short period of time. And I think that's how it was. Everywhere we went, we built these relationships in such a short period of time. Um, so that was a lot of fun in, in the Central Park. And so uh, to add to that, that building behind us is a Catholic church. And on one side of it, the left, that where you can't see, like right above my head, is a huge clock tower. And that's actually the oldest uh, clock tower in the Americas. And it's still working. Yeah. Like hundreds of years later, it still works. 
And also, it's, we couldn't get a picture, but if you look at the building, it actually reflects on the ground. So the ground is actually what it looks like. That was yeah, pretty cool, in tile, too. Yeah. In tile, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, next slide. Okay, hopeful homesteaders. So I'll take this. Okay. So um, we went to that village you can see on the left. Um, the name of the village unofficially is um, September 19th, I think they said it was. And um, they call it that because that's the date a certain guy died. And it's the guy that owns the land that all of them live on. And um, they're homesteaders, basically, or they're trying to be. They, they're very, very poor people. They showed up there and they just landed. And they built little huts and stuff to live in. And right now they're working with the government petitioning that they get to get paperwork and own the land that they live on. Um, otherwise, someone else could end up with the land and they would all be vacated. Um, yeah. And so uh, in this area, North Phoenix Vineyard used to come and build houses there until this big court battle started. And so right now, they can't build houses until that's settled. And hopefully, if we get to build houses again, we'll get to join in with that work. Um, that would be cool. The second picture, we, uh, we had built up all these food bags for certain families. And they bring these each time they come. And um, they, uh, they can't feed the entire village, you know, hand them a week's worth of food like that. And it's too much money. And so what they do is they do groups at a time. And so if they would have just pulled up in a truck and handed out food in their village, everybody would have swarmed us. Mm -hmm. So we drove through to let them know that we were there. And then we headed down the road like a half mile. And people who had tickets to be the ones who got food this time showed up down the road. And that's a picture of Josh. Uh, he gave a quick teaching and prayed over them. And then we started handing out bags. And um, it was pretty amazing to, I mean, just this one bag of food that was like nothing for us. I looked at it and like, I don't think I could survive on that for a week. But that's what one of those families eats in a week. And so um, it was pretty cool. Now, the last picture on the right, the little boy's name was, was that Edwin? No, this, I don't remember. I didn't get his name. Um, I don't remember his name either. He showed up without mm -hmm. parents and no ticket. And he just sat there patiently waiting to the end. And it turned out some people didn't show up. So he got a bag of food to bring home to his family. It was pretty awesome. God is good, huh? And next slide. Mm. And so um, this is Josue's parents. Josue is Jenny's husband. So it's Josue and Jenny Hernandez at um, North Phoenix Vineyard, and they're the, the, in charge of the, the missions there. And this is his parents, and they have the first church, the first Lavinia in, down in Honduras. And um, they're pretty amazing people. They've been pastors for 40 plus years. Yeah. They've been with the Vineyard for, I think, uh, since 2005. And um, we went to visit their church, but they weren't meeting yet. Um, that was the original plan. And so what they did do while we were there is they did a Saturday night service and invited their leaders to come. Only not many of the leaders came because they're terrified of COVID there. Um, anytime yeah. you walk in a building, you have to step in bleach and then clean the bleach off your feet and then put on hand sanitizer. And so 
uh, double masking everywhere you go. And so they're all very afraid of COVID. And so only a few families showed up, but me and Lisa got to preach that night. And uh, it was actually really amazing. It was the first time anyone from this church had gotten together since COVID started. Um, yeah. There was a whole lot of heartfelt worship and uh, a whole lot of um, crying. And uh, everyone was really seeking God that night. It was awesome. And it's on you. And so, yeah, they did the, um, what I noticed like during worship, because I love to worship. Uh, many of you know that, but I, I'll tell you what, when we were worshiping, there was no language barrier, you know, amen? Like there was no language barrier. They were all these awesome uh, vineyard songs that we all know, and um, it was awesome. So this is the day that I was going to share my testimony. Actually, I'm sharing my testimony right after um, worship, and a couple nights before that, um, I was struggling with my testimony. Now, all of us have a testimony that we've had, and whether it's your past and, and everything about you know, how you've walked with, with the Lord or before you weren't walking with the Lord and whatever it is. And I was really wrestling with him. I'm like, God, you know, I, I, wanna, I want you to speak through me to these people so they understand your love and what you do in our lives, you know? And because um, I had my own, you know, we always get like, we have our own thing, what we're going to say. But I wanted it to be what God wanted me to say. And so I was up late that night. In fact, I got almost... I missed the meal before this because I wasn't feeling very well. And I was like, oh, no, uh, enemy ain't going to have this, right? I'm going to share my testimony. I'm going to share it the way God wants me to share it. And I have to say, you know, I, I really spoke about the struggle that I had before walking with Christ is what I spoke about. And I spoke about, yes, the, the, someone had shared recently about the drama and the trauma. And I had spoke Alicia. about... It was Alicia, right? And I had spoke about what my life before Christ was like, that it had led me to addiction, and it had led me to these places, you know, and making the one bad decision after another, right? And that's just how I shared, just like that. I didn't have to get into no horrific, gory details. I didn't have to say anything, but God just, he, he wanted to speak to his people and let them know it's not about what you've done, you know? And it's not about what, where you even come from and that your past doesn't define you. It's about where you are today with Christ and that your testimony, we all have a past. You know? So that was a real huge place for me because I've always shared a certain way. And God you know, has, has just did something in me that day where I showed, I, I shared about something. My, my, uh, my scripture was Proverbs 3, 5, 6 was... Trust on the Lord, right, and not lead on your own understanding, right? And it was like I could trust the Lord in that moment that he was going, he, through knowing him today and walking with him, that I, I don't have to do anything except just trust in him. And he's got everything, right? I mean, if you follow him right now and you're trusting him and you know that that's who he is and that he does that for you, you don't have to worry, you don't have to be anxious and all that stuff, right? So that was the big thing for me is the way that I shared my testimony. And I've had the privilege. Um, Nancy asked me to share at Bread of Life, and I had the privilege to share the testimony again that God just spoke through me. It was a simple testimony. It was about God's love and trusting God 
and the way my life is today, you know? And that's, I mean, if some of you know where I've come from, you know that's a big deal and it doesn't really matter anymore, right? So I shared that. So that was really huge for me. Um, then, um, then Steve, Steve shared. <laughs> We're really good at passing the ball, right? Um, <laughs> in case you haven't guessed, this is the first time me and my wife have ever done this together. And um, I got to say, it is an honor and a privilege to stand up here with my wife. And so um, Lisa uh, shared her testimony first, and then they got me up there. And it was really hard to follow that act, I'm telling you. And, um, and so I got up, and um, I spoke about relationship and what it's like to be a Christian and what God's calling us uh, to be as, as a group. And, um, but instead of sharing with you what I shared with them, I want to talk about Jenny, because Jenny's living exactly what I was preaching that night. Um, Jenny, uh, I think it was shortly after high school, maybe a couple years later or something, she had already started going on missions trips into Mexico and stuff. She, she lives in North Phoenix and grew up there. And um, she, you know, was a part of North Phoenix Vineyard from, as a kid, as a youth. And um, so she started going into Mexico on these trips and stuff, and then someone said, hey, we're going to go to Honduras. And she went down there and fell in love with the place and fell in love with the people and um, talked to her church, and she moved down there. Um, when she went down there, that was when she met Josue's parents, um, Antonio and Esperanza. And uh, she fell in love with them. But Antonio, or not Antonio, uh, Josue was away at school. And so she didn't meet him. He was like states away. And, um, and you know, they're all pretty poor, so you don't just travel. But he was in college learning to be an engineer. And so she ends up coming and living with his parents. They even like built a little addition on it. Sounds like a huge expensive thing, but it's not. If you saw the houses there, you'd understand. Um, so like she's there living there and he comes home to visit. And um, I don't know the whole story, but after he got out of school, they started dating. And um, she ended up living there seven years as a missionary. And um, it's kind of like the same story as we know about Bethany, who's in Cambodia. Um, it's the same idea. She went there and just paved the way. And like, she loved on the people so much that everyone there loves her. She, she knows everyone. It's insane. And um, I, I feel I was really like humbled and honored to be able to just walk in and start working in something that she had already built. It was really easy to get along with the people because of the relationships she's built. Yeah. yeah. And next picture. And so this is, um, I can never remember their names. Uh, Carlos, Carlos and Cassandra Ramon. Ramon. And um, uh, I got along with Carlos really well. He is a professional uh, saxophone, was it saxophone or trumpet? So professional trumpet player. Um, and he's really into old bebop jazz, Miles Davis, Thelonious Monk. And, uh, and so we had a lot of fun talking music. I really got into it. They um, are from Comiagua, um, where Antonio and Esperanza's church are. And um, they got out of high school, uh, decided they wanted to be missionaries. They got married. And now they live in a place called... San Buenaventura. And um, 
Thank you. I could not say that. Um, this place is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. You drive forever, and, and it's like straight up, you know, um, way up in the top of these mountains. And um, it's not way up in the top of the mountains like out in the sticks. You know, we weren't the Beverly Hillbillies heading up there with a rocking chair or anything. You go up, and all of a sudden, boom, there's this beautiful place with like cobblestone streets and, yeah. and brick buildings. And it's, it's like you've just suddenly arrived in heaven. And um, it was really awesome, and that's where they went to plant a vineyard. And um, they're just in, they haven't really got a vineyard there yet, but they're at the beginning of planting. And um, yeah, it was a really good time. Did you have things to say about that? Um, no, I'm good. Oh, well, <laughs> this is part of, this is just, we had a blast. I mean, as you can see. This is the team, right? We've only been together for a few days, but we are so bonded in relationship. We are just having a blast. And even with the people of Honduras, it was so much fun. We danced with the kids. Um, we gave them out candy. We prayed for people. And there's, they're just, they received the prayers um, really easily. Um, yeah, that was, that was a good time. We had a really good time. And um, the picture you see there is in the middle of the town square, there's like this tile gazebo. And uh, somebody ran over and bought a Bluetooth and they started playing music and we all started dancing with the kids. And um, it was actually really hilarious. We gave away a soccer ball there. And, oh yeah, yeah, to this kid, it was These amazing. kids went crazy. But honestly, like when we got there, there was only maybe 10, 15 people, right? Just some adults and a few kids. By the time, I'm not kidding, by the time we left, there must have been 40 kids. Like, it, it just grew and grew and grew, and they just had a lot of fun. And so, next photo we have Pastor Cesar and Sylvia Nazar. And um, they are pastors of the Lavinia in, I'm going to butcher this name, I'm sorry. It's Antibuca, and that is in a place called La Esperanza, La Esperanza Honduras. So it's Lavinia, Antibuca. <laughs> in a town called La Esperanza. I think Esperanza means, was it peace? Hope. Hope, hope. hope. That's, that's what it was. It means hope. It and uh, I got to tell you, this portion of the trip was my favorite. Um, it was absolutely crazy. That's, uh, that's Cesar and his wife, Sylvia, and his three daughters. Lisa will tell you about the daughters in a second. Um, I got to tell you, uh, I, I would love to study under this guy, Cesar. His, his roots are actually from Bethlehem. Um, I guess his grandfather moved to Honduras. And um, he, this guy knows a lot about loving people. He, uh, he moved way up in the mountains, and they're all farmers up there, and they're all, like, dirt poor. It's just crazy. And he runs around on a motorcycle in the mud to love on people in the mountains. Um, one, uh, one place he loves on people is in Esperanza itself, and then the other place is the, the native Hondurans, like from before Europe came, live on this next mountain. And um, he goes up there and ministers to them, and he's trying to plant a church up there. And uh, yeah, and go ahead. Okay, so here we um, gave out food um, to a lot of people. We, this is how, so we're, this is the shingles that we're actually going to put on the roofs because there was a hurricane last November, so a lot of the houses there, we had no roof, right? They just 
came right off and um, with all the water and everything. And um, so we prayed for this little boy named Edwin. He um, had a birth defect um, when he was born, a cleft lip. And um, we prayed for him right there on the spot. Um, uh, this couple actually wasn't even going to come up and um, get any food, but they ended up coming up. They are in relationship with Cesar, so they, they've known them. And um, there is an agency that actually in Honduras that will give them like a medical. They don't have like medical or anything like that, but one, there's an agency that will help with op an operation. So uh, they um, had the operation set. They had the place set. They had you know, that was going to be fine to be able to fix this little boy's mouth, his little lip. Um, however, they, they couldn't, they didn't even have the money to get there, right? And they had that, but they didn't have the money to get there. So we just prayed and um, it was, it was done. They received the money instantly and they're going there right then on the spot. So, and, and so that happened and that was so cool. And I just think meeting the people in, in, in this area and because um, for two days we were in the mountains and um, loving, kind, received. I mean, they blessed me. Um, I mean, it was just um, heartfelt stuff all the way. Um, we, we had a great time. Um, and so the, these pictures are from the first day. We went to one house, and that cart you see us loading the uh, aluminum into uh, is actually this tiny little cart. It's like yay wide, and it's being pulled by two cows because four-wheel drive trucks can't get to where we were going with that much weight in it. Oh, yeah. And so um, we unloaded the truck into the cart, and then uh, that it took off, and then we jumped in the truck and tried to get at least close to the house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like these kind of adventures. And so, well, that day, it's okay, you can stay here, but on that day, we also, um, we, it was a month's supply of food, um, so it, they were very heavy bags, so you can go to the next day. So this was the second oh, day. Oh, this was the second day. I thought we had a picture. Well, anyways, the lady just, I mean, I don't know how old she was, she just picked up that bag and just put it on her head and just started walking and was very gracious about yeah. what she got. And there was even a Bible in there. And I thought and they I only like, did that in Africa. I was uh, wrong. I was like, wow, they're so strong. And they, I don't know, the will there is, is amazing. So, um, so yes, this is um, the team working again together. Um, Steve's up there taking that. So his, his once day job came in handy, taking off the dish. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I was the satellite expert that, on the. That on the was an interesting, fun day. Um, yeah. Imagine what it was like for me showing up, and we see this house. That the house was uh, hit with a hurricane, and they're able to put things back together. But when they put it back together, they didn't have new aluminum, so they put it back together with the old, leaky, rusty aluminum. And so we were bringing aluminum to redo it that day. This is the second day in the second house. The first house didn't have a satellite, so, you know, and, and we pulled stuff with a cow. I show up the second day, and there's a satellite on the roof. <laughs> I know, I'm like, like, what? What? <laughs> you know, it's just the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> but there it is. It's a satellite, uh, or a satellite dish. And so that's the before and after pictures of okay. the second house. Yep, you can go ahead to the next slide. So that was Cesar, and... Um, I don't know if you want to talk about your relationship with him. After you go. Okay, so um, this is Zamir and Sari, Sarah. Um, this, this is uh, 
Cesar's daughters, um, we just built relationships pretty quickly the second mm -hmm. day. Um, it was phenomenal. We encouraged each other. You know, when you're ever doing something at, um, at all, you're getting a little worry and, and, and you're just kind of feeling like, you know, where's the hope and all that? We just got together and we um, just prayed and um, built these, this great relationship, um, sharing our testimonies with one another. Um, I got to pray for them and they prayed for me. Um, right now, uh, Zamir, she's in Georgia and we're still connected. And you, I'm, I'm going to get her to come here and talk to the, to the youth because she's in the United States right now. So she's coming. I, I got her number, and uh, we're friends. And so, um, and they're and they're like in their 30s, and they're they're so they're warriors for God, you know. Um, and one of the things that was so interesting is, you know, uh, uh, Sarah. You know, she was tired, and I asked, what's wrong? What's wrong? Here they are, her and her dad and her whole family are going to go build this house where their own home had no walls. I said, because mm -hmm. she's all like, well, the, all, all, the, all the mice were, in, you know, the rats were in our side of my house, and I couldn't sleep because they're just, you know, wrestling in there. And here they are, though, with nothing, giving all that they have to go and build these homes for the people. You know, and, and, and they're not just, they're all family up in the mountains. You know, neighbors, I mean, they're just, you know, one family would help another. They're not related either. They're just everyone getting together in that neighborhood. So that was really cool. And so, um, like Lisa said, everyone showed up for this. Like, like, you see one house and you don't see another house. They're, it's far away. They don't live that close to each other. And so visiting your neighbors is a good walk. And everyone on the mountain was at each house we were working on. They all showed up and they helped each other. At the first house, um, we don't just um, buy the aluminum. We buy the wood because they got to replace the A-frame the under the aluminum. And the first house, the guy was like, no, I have plenty of wood. Look around me. This is my land right here. Um, you guys can give me the aluminum, but uh, I'll, I'll come up with the wood. And when we showed up, he was almost done building the A-frame himself with his friends. Um, they had cut down the trees and somehow turned them into, yeah, <laughs> into lumber. I don't know how. I didn't see a mill around anywhere. And, um, and so Cesar, you see, he tried to put the shirt on over his other shirt, and uh, he ended up with an arm in the neck. He's a really interesting guy. <laughs> and, He's uh, fun. He's fun. <laughs> um, he is just a character. He's yeah. got such a personality. Uh, uh, you're going to see pictures in a second when the truck gets stuck in the mud. We're trying to push the 4x4 four four out of the mud. And at one point, they tie a rope to the front of the truck. And there's all these guys pulling while some of us are in the back pushing. And um, somehow that worked better. I didn't understand the physics of it, but it worked better. But then when it broke loose, there's all these guys that are about to get run over. And the, the rope goes. And Cesar, all of them fell, and the truck stopped in time, and Cesar, like, jumps up and goes, ha! You know, it was like, <laughs> out of nowhere, instead of like, oh my God, I'm about to die, he's like telling jokes. Yeah. I love this guy. And so Cesar has lived up there for his whole life, and he spent his life pouring his life into these people. And, and like Lisa said, they, they have nothing. And instead of fixing their own house, they're Instead of saying, okay, these missionaries are, have come and they're going to fix two houses, they're going to my house first, um, they, they fixed everyone else's houses first. And um, I, you could tell by the, in the way everyone treated him. Not everyone that showed up like is a part of his Lavinia, but everyone that showed up, love and respect Cesar. And 
you don't get that kind of authority in people's life from vested authority. Vested, if you don't know the difference, vested authority is when someone hands you a badge, like the hall monitor in school, and suddenly you have authority and you can tell people what to do. On the other hand, the opposite is personal authority. And that's where you've poured into someone and they trust you enough to mm. hand you authority. And he has that on this mountain. I mean, I want to be this guy when I grow up. He's amazing. And it just shows, you know, the power of relationships. What we've been talking about is the relationships. They built these relationships with the, the community, and that's why it, things work, you know, because you're not, you're not going against the grain, right? You're doing it together, and it's just, it just stuff works, you know? And so then the next day, we spent the entire day traveling back to San Pedro Sula, and um, um, they, they called that our rest day. We spent the whole day in a van together um, Which was on roads. Oh, yeah, which was fun. <laughs> you know? and, uh, With a comedian, Yeah, Paul. it was kind of like rest only, but different. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's when uh, the next day is we met Pastor Francisco and this picture. Did you? Oh, you didn't put the picture of? No, I'm, okay. I messed up. That's we don't okay. have a picture of no, Pastor No Francisco. worries. We'll see him in a minute. So um, we teamed up with Pastor Francisco. This was cool. We got there, and um, we actually um, went out with the invitation cards and went to neighborhoods and just did outreach to tell them, hey, come to our service tonight. Come to our service. Kind of like what we've done here before on a Saturday, right? We just went to their neighborhoods and asked, you know, hey, come to, come to the uh, service in a few hours, you know. And um, some people let us in, and, and we prayed. Like, there's a picture of us um, praying for these two little... the. The father said, please come into our home, the top left one, and said, come into our home and pray for my children. A lot of the prayers that the people asked for was for health. Salute, salute. They all asked for health because, you know, obviously with COVID and just stomach issues and things like that and not your best um, doctor care out there, right, because they don't have a lot of um, a resource to medical. Um, so a lot of the prayers, and this was prayer for, we, I prayed for their, their children and then, um, then I got, so we go to this church, and it's amazing um, worship band with all youth. It was phenomenal, and they were good. So cool. I wish we had, like, clips of, of their, they just, yeah, they, they were amazing worship band. Um, so we go there, and... Um, so um, I actually took some video with my iPhone of their band, but um, there they got this thing where they, uh, there's, there's a difference in style of worship there. One is they have... Uh, um, not very good equipment and not padded rooms, so there's a whole lot of echo, and they turn everything really loud. And so on my video, it doesn't really yeah. sound great. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it didn't work out for the, for the, on my iPhone. And another thing that I noticed was very different is here, when we worship, we clap like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And everywhere south of the border, it seems, they clap... One, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. And I was off no matter where I went. I felt like the silly white guy that was, you know, it was hilarious. So, um, to continue. Um, so I That was just, free, it wasn't in the notes. I just want to thank Nancy, um, just to let you know that um, when you, you sent us, because this church sent us to go, and people prayed for us, um, you know, Jeannie's home group prayed for us, so you guys were with us in spirit, 
And so this day I want to thank Nancy because a couple of days prior to us going, um, Jenny's like, hey, you know, I'm being the youth pastor. She says, come up with something for these kids, and it's going to be all ages, and, and we're going to teach something. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, and I, I'm a pretty busy girl, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And I just, I just asked my people here, you know, I, I need some help. Help me out. And Nancy was kind enough to give me this awesome uh, gospel story, and I'm sure many of you have heard it in uh, Sunday school, uh, the gospel story, the salvation bracelet, and this is what I'm wearing, right? So this I taught two days in a row to the people, and I'm going to tell you something. This little simple bracelet, and I don't know if you've heard it, but, but green is for God's creation, black is for the sadness of our sin, red is for God's love, blue is for faith, yellow is for uh, eternity. We have, uh, we're going to be with uh, Jesus in heaven. White is for the Holy Spirit, which I kind of added that one, uh, Nancy. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Through this bracelet, let me tell you, relationship, relationship happened. You know, we, we, like I'm helping them put it on. The whole team is helping them bring this together. There was so much uh, salvation in this salvation bracelet. A simple thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it, was, it was awesome. Um, so that was, you know, while I was uh, saying it in English, and um, Esperanza was translating, and it just brought us all together, you know, through a simple, simple thing. So thanks, Nancy. Um, it was, it next, was cool. And then the next photo. <clears throat> yeah. This was the second day of bracelets. And, and food baskets. Um, so let me just tell you what was in the, the, the food baskets. Rice, manteca, pasta, sugar, beans, salt, tomatoes. And of course, we put those uh, gospel tracts in there. Yeah. And um, so it was pretty amazing. This is, and these ones had a Bible in them. This right here is a church that really actually this area that we went to actually got completely uh, washed away. And they were rebuilding their church. So they just had like, you know, uh, a wall and sheet metal. That's it. Yeah. And then they had their chairs in the middle. So, and that was us. Again, um, just relationships coming together, um, worshiping, no language barrier. I mean, it was, it was just phenomenal. Um, that was a good time. And so uh, to put things into context, um, right now, uh, Grace Vineyard and North Phoenix Vineyard are serving a family of three churches, three Lavinias down there. There's the, uh, these other two Lavinias um, have been working on being adopted into the vineyard, and um, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, whether it will or not, I don't know. They're working on all that stuff. But we went to serve them because it's all family down there. Uh, they all know each other. And so um, uh, we're not just trying to, we're not like, you know, this is just for the three, you know? Um, it was, it was really awesome to get out and meet people I didn't even expect to meet. Yeah, and um, hopefully there'll be, you know, not three, but 300 living in, in Honduras that we're serving. And um, with that, go to the next photo. And why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay, so we're going to kind of end it with some scripture. Um, well, then I want you to bring it back to me, Steve, okay, before we end <laughs> it. Okay? Make sure that he brings it back to me before we end. All right. So, um, so much for that plan. <laughs> so just thinking about all these relationships, because I don't know how, I mean, my head is flooded 
with just people who I met from Honduras and the relationships that I have now that are continuing to grow from because I went to Honduras, right? And because I went to Phoenix. And the last day that we were there, um, when we came back on Saturday to Phoenix, the next day we actually got to go to their church, Josue and Jenny's, which was another treat, right? An added bonus, right? So we went to their church. <clears throat> but building these relationships. So God is relationship by nature, right? I mean, in Genesis 1.27, it says that human beings were made in the image of God. So what does that mean? There must be something about us that reflects God within us. Amen? Would you say? Yeah. Right? So um, in Genesis 2.18, it says, God, God thought human solitude was not good. And after he made man and all the animals, he made us a helper, right? He made us someone else. He didn't want us to be alone. And one of the um, worst punishments, I think, um, that happens here is when, um, when a person is put in solitary confinement. Would you say? I mean, that's, that's huge. Imagine going into solitary confinement and being by yourself. Really lonely, you know? Um, so with that, it's important that you are in relationship, you know, just with that. Um, in books of Proverbs, you know, um, 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Being, so being open and being able to trust and speak and, and, and having our friends and having our people around us speak truth into our lives, you know, helping us to accomplish what God wants us to, to do. And what does God want us to do? It's not a trick question. <laughs> yes. Right? Is it not what this is all about? Right? So God wants us to do that. He brings us together in relationship to be able to do that through him, through the Holy Spirit, right? Um, and I have just another one. Uh, Paul's great, right? Everyone loves Paul in the, in the Bible. Romans 12, 4, 8, it says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these men members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others, we have different gifts. Would you say we have different gifts? Yeah. We have different gifts. And according to the grace given to each of us, right, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. Yeah, in accordance with your faith, right? And if it is serving, then Sorry. Right. And if it is teaching, then? Teach. And if it is to encourage, then? Encourage. And yes. And it is to give, then give? Generously. Yes. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. Yes. And if it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Amen. And this is an essential application for life. It is to be recognized on how much, how much people that we depend on each other. We, you cannot do this alone. You gotta do it with God and each other. And that's the way it works. He created us to be in relationships with people. And if we're not doing it that way, brothers and sisters, it's not gonna work. And that's why this trip worked so well. Because before, by the time when we knew that we were going, and until we went, and until the end of it, 
God was throughout the whole thing, no doubt, but it was the relationships that we built that made everything work mm -hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And you guys do that right here in this church through each other. And if there is something that is hindering you or getting in the way of that, you need to lay it down on the cross today. Seriously, there is no reason why we can't do that right here. we got to do this, people. And my heart's been just like on this for a long time about relationships. God works through you. You build these relationships with the people around you, whether it's in your neighborhood, in the store, doing holy hellos. I don't know what it's going to be for you, but God's working in your life. He's been working since you were born, and he's going to continue to work, and he's going to give you every single thing that you need. You will lack nothing with Jesus. Amen. Right? You won't lack not one thing. He is that powerful. So when we're weary and you're discouraged, what are you going to do? You're going to call that sister and brother. You're going to call Bobby or anybody here in this church. You're going to call your people, right? And then you're going to pray, and then you're going to go do what God said to do, the commandment that it says. What is it? Yes. What is it? Love one another. Even that neighbor. Yes, that neighbor. Right? You know, that neighbor. That neighbor. Right? Amen? Because this is why we're here, and this is why we do missions trips, whether it's in Honduras or Oceanside, or, and that's why we're here at church this morning. Right? And so it's so important to build those relationships. There's not one of you right now that is sitting in this seat that does not have a relationship with someone sitting in this seat. Is there? No. You guys are all together as one. That's the church. All right. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Nicely done, baby. And so... um. I actually have a ton of scripture here, but uh, in the sake of time, I want to say uh, me and Lisa have known each other for, a de for two decades now, and um, it's been a long time. And actually, actually, 21 years we've known each other. We started dating 20 years ago, and um, we have poured into each other's life and built relationship, and God took the broken people that we were and turned us into the broken people we are. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> God has completely transformed us. Now, not to say that, you know, we walk on water or anything, but we're not who we used to be. Amen. Right? Be because of our relationship, my relationship with her and her relationship with me and our relationship with God, we are not the same. I met Ron 15 years ago, a little over 15 years ago, and I walked in a broken person. And because of the relationship and Ron has poured into me a lot, and I'm different. Half the people in this room remember when I was brand new here, and, and like, you guys and God have changed me. My life is completely different because of the relationships I had around here. I mean, Bob knows. He watched the whole thing. 
I'm Poor pointing Bob. at I'm pointing at Fred and saying Bob. That's hilarious. <laughs> We're so close. <laughs> but um, and you know me and me and Fred talk pretty regularly, even though I call him Bob. Um, <laughs> Ray Reeder over here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I've known this guy for years. We've done a lot of work together. Um, but I have learned how to have relationship through you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a really simple thing, right? We love God because God loved us first. It's that yeah. simple. He loved us first, and we fell in love with him because of that. Yep. I, showed, I met up with Lisa, and Lisa loved me, and I fell in love with her. And I came to this church, and Ron loved me, and I fell in love with Ron. And you guys loved me, and I fell in love with you. And because of that, I got to know Jesus. And that's how it works. We all run around here, and people get to know Jesus because we loved them. Yeah. I got to tell you, they're going to trust us before they trust Jesus. Before they trust yeah. enough to say, okay, I'm yours, they're going to have to trust us and, and believe in what's happened to us. They'll believe in our testimony first. And that's why we go. That's why we go to places like China. That's why we go to places in Africa. That's why we just went to Honduras. And so um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, and I'm going to go to Romans mm. 10, 14, if you guys could pull that up. And um, it says in Romans 10, 14, um, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who, are, of those who bring good news. Amen. And so we as a church must send people. We must. It has to happen. Because those people out there are just as much our family as everyone in here. God loves all of them. And so we have to bring the good news to them. And when, uh, when Paul said this, or wrote this in the letter for Romans, he, the, the quote at the end, how beautiful are the feet, is actually from Isaiah 52.7. And it says, it's, it's actually a little more beautiful there. He paraphrased. It's how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Amen, amen. And I got to tell you, while we were in Honduras, my feet felt pretty beautiful. <laughs> it was really <laughs> <sticky>. awesome. <laughs> and now since my wife said I had to, I'm going to pass okay. it over to her to close. So I thought at this time, I know um, we're at, a, wow, we're at 11.21, so don't let anybody just know the time that I just said. Um, but if we could have the band come up, could we get that? Um, I want to ask you guys a question. I know. Um, what is hindering you from being in a relationship with others to do God's will for your life? Your head? It's probably Satan, right? It's probably something that's negative. I always tell my peeps, um, well, I say my peeps, but <laughs> people that I work with or whoever that I'm doing something with. If it's negative, it's not from Jesus, okay? <laughs> so it's pretty simple. I, put, I bring it down to, you know, those kind of simple terms. If it's negative, it's not from Jesus. So again, I will ask that question. What is hindering you from being in a relationship 
with others to do God's will for you in your life. What is stopping you? Is it trusting others or is it trusting self? Okay, so take a little minute to pause on that. Is it trusting others or is it trusting yourself? Fear, shame, guilt, lack of courage, lack of boldness, lack of faith, lack of hope. You think you're not smart enough. God gives us everything we need when we put him first in our lives. Amen? Amen. Right. So you don't, all you need is God and your people and your relationships with your people. And there's not anything you can't do that's lined up with God's will. Amen? All right. So I think that's it. So, so why don't you pray over so, um, so if, if anybody um, wants prayer for what I just said, that something might be hindering your, your mind, if something that's, you know, not... You just, you're trying to do God's will, but for whatever reason, something's stopping you. And, and you know, please, I want to pray for you this morning, okay? Literally, I want to pray for you this morning. Please come on down. I'll pray for you. Uh, Steve will pray for you. We'll get some other people down here to pray for you. But I think it's time that we look at life like this and, and, and we do that. So if there's something that's, that's really holding you back. So Heavenly Father... Um, I thank you, Lord, that you use us. I thank you, Lord, that you use us to spread the good news, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that we are all able and capable with your love and your understanding to be able to do your will. And the reason and the purpose that you have for each and every one of us to do, the plans that you have for our lives, Father God, I pray right now, on every person this morning that you will touch them. Holy Spirit, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would remove that negative thing that is hindering them to get into relationships with people, whether it's here in this church, Father God, or it's people across the world. But right now, heal them. Heal their minds. Bring a, a, a peace. Bring a spirit of sound mind to their minds, Father God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will just give them everything that they need to do your works. Because, God, you are so good to us. You provide everything. And we lack nothing when we have you in our lives, Father God. So, Father God, bless your people here this morning, Father God. Bless this church. Bless North County. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. This weekly podcast is available on our website, gracevcf.org, where you can learn more about Grace Vineyard and our vision for people everywhere to know and worship God.